The following program is an exclusive Disruption Networks production. Disruption Network and First Source Federal Credit Union have teamed up to help support the Central New York Veterans Outreach Center Sunday, April 28th from noon to 4 p.m. Located at the Veterans Outreach Center, 726 Washington Street in Utica. There will be food, live entertainment, raffles, live podcasting from the D, and an appearance by Audi from the Utica Commons. We are looking for donations of clothes, non-perishable food items, furniture, toiletries, hygiene products, or a minimal cash donation of $5 at the door day of event. All all ages are welcome. For more information on donation, drop-off locations, and entertainment lineup, please check out DisruptionNetwork.net. Disrupting Hunger, Sunday, April 28th, brought to you by First Source Federal Credit Union. Tax season is here, and First Source wants to help you be prepared. Our friends at Furley, Moran, Freer, and Isa have given us some great tax tips to share. Read the blog at fsource.org for helpful answers to your tax questions and feel better prepared before you file. First Source members can also receive a discount on TurboTax software. Be ready for tax season with help from your friends. File smarter, live smarter with First Source. Membership requirements apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, baseball fans, are you counting down the days to opening day? Well, Disruption Network has you covered. The Baseline, the D-Zone baseball podcast is back with season two and all new episodes all season long Sunday nights 7.30 p.m. on the D get your baseball fixed as JP and SPG run down the news and notes around Major League Baseball get fantasy tips player rankings team previews interviews and more you can catch the baseline and all of Disruption Network's programming by checking out DisruptionNetwork.net Apple Podcast Google Play YouTube Facebook and Stitcher. Keep it inside the baseline all season long, only on the D. Hey, it's Cassidy, and you're listening to Disruption Network. <laughs> so, you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything including your back let the professionals at eja moving company take all the stress and pain out of your move competitively priced moving relocation services office moves and complete packing and unpacking services they work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate call eja moving company at 315-335-0516 when it's time to relocate have eja moving do all the work for you hit them up online ejamoving.com Hey, Disruption Network, this is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, 
but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. The Disruption Network is making moves. For upcoming events, news, interviews, and new daily programming, keep in the loop with us at disruptionnetwork.net. Like, follow, and subscribe to all our social media. And check out all our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Get up on the D, disruptionnetwork.net. Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption team, and we hope that you will support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. EC Radio Disruption Networks. EC Radio Disruption Networks. What's good, everybody? An early edition of EC Radio. We are live on the D. Just finding out today's Wednesday. So welcome to your Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday continues here on Disruption Network. Hope you're enjoying your Wednesday. It is me, Z. How you doing? Greetings and salutations. We are live. All Disruption Network social media platforms, and you can follow along on Facebook and Instagram and Twitch and Twitter and pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts and stream videos. Before we get into anything, got to give love and respect out to my sponsors. Wake the hell up, Utica. Utica Coffee. I love them so much. Today I'm drinking hazelnut. Mm, mm, mm. So good. <laughs> Thank you so much to our f- good friends over there at Utica Coffee. Wake the hell up.com for more information. Also, big love out to our friends over at Nye Volkswagen in Rome, EJA Moving Source, Moving Surface, and uh, First Source Federal Credit Union. So, welcome to the show, Don Shipman. How's it going? Buddy, great to see you. First of all, we've been trying to do this for a while. <laughs> a long while. It has been a long while. We've <laughs> been going back and forth for a while, yeah. You know, I, I thought it would have been a good idea if we did this late night and have a couple vodkas together. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that might have got a little dangerous. Yeah, post 11 o'clock, right? Yeah. <laughs> after the news. Is that your thing to do after the news? Maybe go out and tip a couple? Um, It depends. You know, you don't want to do it on a Wednesday night, but a Thursday night seems appropriate in Utica with Saranac Thursdays. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the big news this week, or was a couple weeks you made the news that you were yeah. departing from WKTV. Yeah. And you're leaving in a couple weeks, correct? Yeah. So uh, my last day at WKTV is the 17th. So that's next Wednesday, a week from today. And uh, then I start my new job on the 22nd. But um, made the announcement a few weeks ago and uh, publicly. I don't think I think it's probably the worst kept secret because we've been talking about it on social media on our personal pages and stuff like that for a while now because my husband got a job in Boston and uh, that was last fall so it's been almost five months wow of kind of going back and forth we have a place there and we have obviously our place here so yeah we've been going back and forth what job did he land in Boston he works at Vistaprint and oh, does oh yeah? public relations so he heads up public relations for North America for Vistaprint and it's an incredible job. He, uh, I, I've been saying this to a lot of people. He, he has a job, uh, uh, what do you call it, a degree in public relations, but he's always had a job in marketing. So this was his opportunity to get a job that's actually focused on just public relations. So it worked out. Right on. And right then on. I needed to find a job. So it was Operation Find Don a Job. And how long? <laughs> so it took you five months to find it a is, job? It's a process. Well, yeah. one, I have, I had, I, I have a, a contract with WKTV, so I wanted to make sure I fulfilled that. 
And um, they are releasing me from my contract a little bit early, which is really nice. I think just about um, three or four months early. So that that was nice of them. And I went to them very early on in the state in the whole, you know, when Adam got his job, uh, went to WKTV and said, you know, I'm not going to I know I'm not going to resign. And uh, be- because of this, you know, this is a life change and all that. So they've been really helpful in working with me and, um, you know, going to job interviews, you know, on a Wednesday. I, was, I, I can't be here today because I got to go to a job interview. <laughs> so they've been really, really, really helpful throughout the whole, t- whole process. Did you have to put together a demo reel and all that? Oh, it's all out there. Uh, yeah. 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 It is intense. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you put together that reel and then you're just, you scrutinize everything, every right. little thing you do. <laughs> start over analyzing. You start hating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I suck. Right? Gosh. Yeah. I'm such an idiot. I, we had this conversation before we started. You start over analyzing and over editing and stuff yeah. like that and you can really really get in your head yeah it really it's a process so yeah so what do you do pick your favorite clips throughout the years i mean you've yeah. been doing it for 15 years yeah you want it's just you're in the in television news you're constantly if you're if you're in television news you have a, a reel that's always available you're so you're just constant every every story you do um you just you keep adding to the to the mix and reworking it and every reporter has a reel somewhere yeah yeah, it's just like you always you always have your resume ready. That is your resume in television news. So in radio, same thing. You want to make sure you have some clips of, of what you do to showcase what you do on a daily basis. So it's like we call it in the music world the EPK, the electronic press kit. Yeah, and it's yeah, pretty a, much it, it's the same principle. Yeah, and social media is key too now. So having all your information out there ready to go so people can find you. I thought you were going to be a lifer at WKTV. I thought I was too. Yeah, I you thought know, you were gonna be like the next Bill Warden. You know, I it's it's a great gig. Mm-hmm. WKTV is an amazing station. It's an institution in this area. It's a legacy station. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you people people watch WKTV and they they love WKTV. I've already you know got some cards from people people old school cards you know saying goodbye. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean I I love it there. I grew up watching WKTV. You know, so. It just made sense, and I had this progression at WKTV that was pretty interesting. You know, I started there um, weekend anchoring, and then became the morning anchor, and then became the evening anchor. It just—it was just all, everything's making sense, you know, when mm-hmm. you're going through it over the course of 15 years, and then, you know, life happens, things change, and uh, Boston happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Springfield is a smaller market. It is. is it's it? um, well, it's it's a little bit bigger than Utica. I think Utica is market one sixty eight. So, if, if you're figuring out what markets are, New York is market one. L.A. is market two. Right. It's based on population. Um, Utica is market like one sixty eight now. It kind of changes a little bit, and then um, Springfield is market one o eight. So it's a little bit of a jump. Right on. They got yeah. different technologies that you're using here at KTV, or is it pretty much the same? Um, it's pretty much the same. What I liked about this station, what it re- I really loved about um, um, WWLP um, Channel 22 in Springfield, <laughs> is that it's also a legacy station. It's an institution in Springfield in that market. Uh, they've been around forever. It's an NBC CW affiliate, which is very similar to um, WKTV. And I'll be doing very similar. Um, my position is very similar to what I'm doing here in, in Utica. So like that excellent yeah now let's back up a little bit and talk about you said you watched wktv growing up did yeah. you always want to be a news anchor what did you want to be when you're no. growing up i just i was always fascinated by by the news I, and i i was a tv kid <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was in front of the television all the time and i 
a lot of my friends um, joke with me about this because I can, I remember life events as like from, from childhood based on what was going on in whatever sitcom at the time. You know, I, I watched the Cosby show growing up and I made my whole family answer the phone Shipman residents because they said Huxtable residents when they answered the phone. So <laughs> I, I just watched every every sitcom there was. Um, and so I lived for television. I loved that aspect of it. And obviously, the news isn't mixed in there, too, because it comes on in between all these sitcoms, probably. I don't know. I um, But, yeah, I grew up in this area. I grew up in West Winfield and you know, the news was on all the time, too. My parents watched the news, and it was it was generally WKTV. Um, where we lived in West Winfield, we also got all the Syracuse stations, so we mm -hmm. watched Channel 9 out there and Channel 3. WSTM. WSTM. I was yeah. a member of the WSTM club. Were you really? Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this kid show type thing that they had, and you got a little card and everything in the mail. It was great. Yeah, and then WTVH5. Yeah. Which is... Well, now you guys now took it's it over. Part, now, now WTVH is a part of um, CNY Central, which is a part of WSTM. And now WKTV is the CBS affiliate for Utica. So yeah. it's all tied yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, it's all, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's all gets tied in. Yeah. But what did you want to be when you grew up? When, when I grew up, I was, I was more... So I grew up, my favorite toy was, uh, <laughs> were, was Legos. I, so I was building things all the time. So I wanted to go into architecture i have like um books where i'm like designing houses floor plans and building houses um, and then i realized that you really need to know math in order to do all that <laughs> and i was like that's not going to work out for me <laughs> but um i was really into design really into architecture uh, landscape design i thought that was what i was going to go into uh, i got accepted into some colleges for that type of stuff and at the last minute um, decided that I didn't want to go away to college is what it was and um, needed to go to college. So I went to Herkimer College and they had the radio TV program. And it was just something I was interested in. And the curriculum was open, had some um, had some openings and I signed up and they had a radio station there. And that's where I focused all my attention on at Herkimer was radio. Radio. Yeah. Did, did you have a show like? In the afternoon, so I did play um, music. I I think I I did have a show. It wasn't the show wasn't anything special. No, no. <laughs> um, but I I became the news director at that at the radio station. Yeah. So that became my focus, and I just liked I liked radio. I liked the fact that I had control over like my own destiny there. Mm -hmm. I knew that with the t we had a TV station at Herkimer College at the time too, and I knew that. When you do anything with the television station, you had to depend on other students to help you put that show together. And, you know, college students were not that dependable. <laughs> so I wasn't, I, I, I focused most of my attention on radio just because I could control my destiny. Did you ever work in radio other than the college? No. No. Then no. right after HCCC, did you go right to WKTV? I went to WUTR. I oh. worked there, yeah. So I, while I was in college, I got an internship. I, I did a stint at Utica College, <laughs> and while I was at Utica College, I got the internship at, at um, WUTR. I was um, interning in the morning. I would get there at 3 o'clock in the morning. Ooh. And back then, they wanted you to, they had to, you had to roll on like national feeds that came down with all the you know, news clips nationally, and you had to roll on that. Like You had to put a tape in a tape deck and hit record. What's a tape? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what is a tape, <laughs> podcast world? Um, so... Yeah, and I had to hit record, and I had to be there by 3 a.m., 
And that was so they could use that for their morning show. And then I helped um, produce the morning show. Then I eventually got a job that they actually paid me to be there. And that was part time. And then that turned into full time where I was producing the overnight, meaning producing the morning show for the next day. You get there at 11 o'clock at night and you're there until seven o'clock in the morning. And I did that for, gosh, I want to say almost three years. And part of that was done at, at, in Utica at WTR. And then uh, at the time they were owned by, I believe it was Clear Channel. And they combined a bunch of stations in upstate New York. So Binghamton, Utica, Watertown. And they created a, uh, a regional morning show. And they moved me to uh, Binghamton. And the morning show was based out of Binghamton. So I lived in Binghamton for a couple of years. And um, worked there. The show still aired here in Utica, too. And then that show didn't work because it was regional. It wasn't local news. <laughs> you try things out, I guess. Yeah, right. And um, <laughs> I ended up, I, I needed a new job, obviously, because that wasn't working out. And I applied for WKTV and got in at WKTV. And I started at WKTV, actually, as the, a 5 o'clock producer. And I did that for a short time. I want to say maybe four or five months before they moved me to an on-air position. Someone had um, left the station, the weekend anchor at the time left the station, and they moved me to weekends. And I did that, I think, for a year. And then the rest is morning show history and nighttime history. Do they still do the sign-off? Remember back in the day when we were growing up? The like music? The, the, TVs, uh, the TV station would close out for the evening, and it would be like mm -hmm. 2 a.m., and they'd play like the Star Spangled Banner, and the flag would w wave, yeah. and then they would just close it right out. Do they still do that? They don't. I don't, I don't believe they do, but I... If I remember correctly, I think they did that when I first started at KTV. Did I they? think they were still signing off, but I don't. Now that now, I think they have a person on that works the overnight too at WKTV. I think they're there all night long, and there are portions that are automated. I think too. I'm not sure how it all it's works. Like infomercials or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Everything is everything is filled. Yeah, everything's filled now. Wow, amazing! What a career, though, huh? It's a fun job. I mean. The reason I like the reason I like TV news, and I didn't I didn't realize this going into it, but I I think I have like the attention span of a golden retriever. <laughs> so, <laughs> you and me both, bro. <laughs> me and you. So I this this keeps me interested, and you know I'm I am doing the same thing every day. I, I go in and I you know I anchor the five and six and the ten and eleven, but you know there are different stories that you're covering every day. You're doing something new every day. You're covering meeting new people every day. So yeah, it's something new. Yeah. You learn something. I always say in journalism, we know just we know a little bit about everything. At least we try to. Yeah. If you're not learning every day, then then might as well try it. something else. Yeah, right? yeah. It's it gets, important it to gets learn. Boring. It makes you grow as a person. Mm -hmm. Is there a, a life changing moment that got you into being an anchor and going mm, into it? Life changing moment. Is oh there my a, gosh. I don't know. I mean, I feel like when I was, I, you know, you know, I'm 41. And I feel like when I was in my in my twenties, I was just moving along. Everything was just happening, and you didn't think things through. You just you just did. You do. Someone tells you to you know you're going to do this job, and you just say, okay, I'm going to do it. And because you love you love what you're doing, and you if they want you to they want you to anchor the weekends, you anchor the weekends. You know, you just you just keep moving through, moving through and doing your thing. Climb that ladder. Yeah. And I and you know what? At the time I didn't even think of it as climbing the ladder. I was just happy to be involved somehow. Um, and I I don't know, I think that's kind of the key. I think sometimes we get caught up in 
especially I notice it when a lot of our, our younger reporters, they get caught up in, you know, well, I'm supposed to be here right now. I, when I was supposed to be in, at this level of my career at this point in my life, just go with it. Have yeah, fun. Right. If you're enjoying what you're doing, just have fun. So do you feel like the younger reporters are too quick to grow up? I don't know if they're too quick or to grow up, but I think they have like they have a plan, which a, a plan is always good. Mm-hmm. But you need to be okay with kind of deviating from the plan, <laughs> yeah. and and don't get hung up on it. Um, have fun with what you're doing. It just, uh, and I think for me, I don't know. It wasn't something I planned. I wasn't. I didn't consciously say, "Hey, Don, have fun." Um, I just, was just going with the flow, and I and that's one of the things I, I always say that just go with the flow. Um, but. That's the way I kind of live my life is go with the flow. It can annoy some people, too, because it makes you seem that you're not really maybe you're not being too interested in something because you're just kind of like, OK, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I like going with the flow with stuff. Do you see a difference between the kids coming up in, in comparison to like our generation or the older generation in your industry? Yeah, I definitely see a difference. I don't know if it's a it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just it's just different. I mean, um, social media has changed everything, everything. Everything. And it's just um, it's interesting watching the different interactions that I see with um, like a younger generation, like, you know, just um, interpersonal and stuff like that. You know, Um, that that is obviously very different, you know, swiping left and right and all that stuff on your phones and meeting people that way is so interesting to watch. But um, I don't know. The the work ethic, I think, is the same. Mm -hmm. It's just different. They um, they have. I, I think that they have a, a, a different idea of how they want to run their lives. They want, they want a career, but they want to have, um, have a life as well, and they want to find balance. Mm-hmm. And an older generation, I don't know if they always, I don't think they had balance. <laughs> it was just work, 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 and I'm, I'm kind of part of that and part of this younger generation. I'm like, we're, we're stuck right in the middle. We are, I, that? I think our generation is the greatest generation <laughs> of all time. <laughs> I really do, because we are stuck in the middle. Yeah. We do get the technology, but we also have the old school values as well. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I, and it, it, we're like in this limbo situation, but yeah, we get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're before before our phones, we had to actually say hello to people in real life. <laughs> you I know, don't remember that. <laughs> I always hear I always hear a lot of um, younger people say, you know, well, they friend requested me on Facebook. What do you think about that? And I'm like, they they requested you as a friend on Facebook. What do you mean? Yeah, but what do you think? What does that mean? I, it means they friend friend requested you. What's going on? I don't understand. <laughs> I want to keep in touch. <laughs> I think it's so hilarious. Yeah, social media has definitely made us disconnected from each other. Isn't that funny? Because Even though it's, 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 it's a social thing. Yeah, it's a social thing. It's supposed to connect us, but it's actually disconnecting us in many ways. Yeah, I always have to find a balance with that, and that's another thing. I, like, so do you have rules like when it comes to when you use social media? I I try to. I try to, but I always find myself scrolling, like just sitting there mindless scrolling, especially when I get up in the morning. That's the first mm-hmm. thing I do. You grab your phone and you start scrolling. You're like, oh, look, Casey from high school is sick today. It's like, I really don't care. I know. <laughs> but you find yourself so involved with, with the constant scrolling and what everybody else is doing. I have to check myself and remind myself that, no, you got, you got to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you do scroll. I mean, I'll hit a commercial break in the middle of a newscast pick up my phone and start scrolling and then I realize like what am I what am I doing I'm at work <laughs> I'm not even looking at anything I'm just scrolling <laughs> so true man so in 2012 you filled some big shoes you had to fill in for Bill Warden mm-hmm. like the guy was a legend an icon in in Definitely. this area for sure and uh, I mean what were the struggles you had to face filling in for him well 
the way that WKTV set it up for me was actually really helpful. And um, it was actually the perfect scenario. So the way they kind of set it up was is that um, Steve McMurray was still anchoring the news at that time, too. He was doing the five and with Kristen and Kristen would do the six with uh, Bill and then Bill would solo the 10 and 11. And the way they set it up for me was that they had me co-anchor the five with Kristen and then do the 10 and 11 and I didn't do the six. So it really eased me into that position. Um, Bill Warden is a legend. And I, I mean, I just remember the first time I met him. The first time, I don't think he, he doesn't know this. He won't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't know this. But the first time I met him was at Herkimer College. I was in one of our radio TV classes and uh, the Joe Kelly show was taped at Herkimer College at the time. And he, um, I was, all the students ran the show basically. So I was a camera operator that day and he was interviewing Bill Worden. I was, and I obviously grew up watching Bill Worden, so I was super excited to meet him. He was perfectly nice, he was awesome. Um, and then I met him obviously um, when I started at WKTV and he was always great. He was always you know, a mentor type person and every night he brought it on the news, you know what I mean? He just never, would never skip a beat all the way to his retirement, which is, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and he was always welcoming. He's he always welcomed new reporters and anchors there. So it was it was incredible. It was great. He gave you a bunch of advice. I don't know if he gave me advice. I I know that I watched him, and um, tried to mimic some of the things that he would do. Um, one of the things I bring this up to a lot of younger reporters is that, you know, we um, when you're younger, you're trying to, I don't know if you're trying to play reporter or try to play anchor. And maybe you're, you're trying to find yourself, really. You're trying to find yourself, I think, is what it is. Um, and so you have a serious story, so you try to use a serious voice and a serious face. And when you, on television, it comes across like you're angry. <laughs> but it's just a serious story, or maybe it's just a sad story. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so, you know, I'd, Bill had this way of, of telling me the worst news, but at the same time being inviting and warm. Like, how do you do that? And I, I would try to emulate that all the time with, you know, just, I don't know what it is that he would do, but he would be telling us something horrible happening in our, in our local community, but he was comforting at the same time. Like, how do you do that? That's incredible. So, you know, I would try every day to do something like to, do, to actually accomplish that, you know? And what I found is that you just got to be real. You just got to be who you are. You got to stop trying to play a news anchor and just do your job and be who you are as a news anchor and the rest will kind of fall into place. Use your own personality type yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I obviously I have a very different style than Bill Worden and um, I've been doing it here for 15 years and it seems to be working. So people are accepting of it. Right. Yeah. So, that, so I, I must've been doing something correct. So I think that that's good advice for anyone. If you just kind of, you got to find yourself. I know that when you're younger and you first start in the business, you're, you're still trying to figure out who you are as a, as a person. So, and you're, so, and then you're trying to, be a news reporter or an anchor so but once you find yourself i think you're you're good to go i know the first time i met bill warden i had to go up to promote an event and uh the door i'm sitting in the waiting room a little kitchen area mm -hmm. they have over there i'm sitting there waiting and all of a sudden the door opens and it's bill warden and he's like mr donaldson we will see you now and i'm looking at him <laughs> and it was almost like that scene out of fast times at ridgemont high where uh charles <laughs> jefferson comes in and they're like whoa i thought they only fly him in for games yeah. and, and, and like the whole reality like wow you really are real yeah. they don't just prop you up and and, and you read the news you're, you're a real 
real human being. And yeah. Walking into that newsroom, I'm like, that's his desk right there. <laughs> <laughs> do you still keep in touch with him? We do, yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll text or call. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time he called, he, he and his wife were driving down um, the new uh, 5812 arterial, and they just put that in. And we were chatting about that. I can't remember why. They, they called about something, a news story they wanted to tell me about, I think. But, yeah, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> They're really awesome. Good, good folks over there. That's for we got a lot of people checking in right now. Um, Karen saying awesome work as always, and then uh, best of luck in Boston. Thank you. Uh, Ray Ray saying she's so sad to see you go. Aww. A lot of people are sad to see you go. I'm sad to go. I'm, and this has been my line. I'm equal parts sad and equal parts happy, excited. Mm-hmm. You know, this is we we made this our community. <laughs> I mean, this is. Um, this is a great community. And like I said, I mean, I grew up outside of Utica. One thing I'll tell you, you know, I grew up in West Winfield. Shout out to Mount Marco. Yeah. I'm a Mount Marco guy too. <laughs> but I, I always, I always joke, um, that I'm never really a Utican. If you didn't grow up in Utica, you are not a Utican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've always been reminded that, but no, I've been really accepted in this community and, um, I just, I love this city. And you know, when I, you know, I mentioned that I've been working in the, working in this business for almost 20 years, but at KTV for about 15. So when I was a, I was away for a while, for maybe two to three years, and came back to Utica, and in the past 15 years, there's been nothing but upward momentum. It seems mm-hmm. in growth. So to be able to witness that and watch that, I, I mean, I've, I've told this story before, but just driving from. When we we had a house in South Utica, and we would I'd, I'd always take Genesee Street to work, so you just take it north, and just over the course of the last ten years, watching, you know, more people walking in downtown Utica, you know, it's just downtown is such a it's such a different city than it was ten years ago, mm-hmm. fifteen years ago. I mean, the nineties. I mean, it's a it's a complete difference. Uh, so it's just incredible to watch the the changes in Utica, and I. And I know, and, and then I, I'm even sad. I, mean, I was telling Steve, my boss, you know I, know, I know of different projects that are in the mix right now, and I'm sad that I'm not going to be able to watch it all happen. But what I am excited about is that, you know, I'll come back in two months and there's going to be, oh, here's a new building, <laughs> you know, right. or here's a new bu- a building that's been rehabbed and people are living in it and there's businesses in it, you know, so I'm excited about that. Well, I saw the other day people complaining about traffic. I'm like, traffic is backed up because there's progress going on. These cranes in the area and, and there's construction going on. That's progress. Things are happening. Things are so happening. accept the traffic. <laughs> what would you do if you lived in Boston and had to sit in traffic? for two and a half hours just to go 15 minutes away you know it's ridiculous so accept the traffic please people yeah i agree it's growth um the news won't be the same without you you're a class act and you deserve it so you got got a lot of uh, a lot of fans out there billy burns is saying uh all the best of luck to you in your new venture and uh yeah so a lot of people have your support but you are coming back every now and then right would you come back for the holidays or We'll be back all the time. All I keep time. telling my mother-in-law that, you know, we're only, you know, less than four hours away, mm-hmm. and it's a car ride. And I remind her that her her other son actually lives in Denver. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's it's only four hours. And, you know, his, his Adam's family has a, a place in the Adirondacks. We'll be there on weekends. We'll be there Memorial Day and stuff like that. So. Nice. Yeah. Don, if you could go back 15 years from now, hop in that DeLorean and give yourself some advice, what would it be? Be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah. Yeah, just be who you are and be transparent. Put it out there. And don't, uh, 
don't worry about what other people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, th- this type of business, you're putting yourself out there and people are, people are welcoming you. So here's the thing. People are welcoming you into their home. And if they're welcoming you into their home, most likely they, they like you in some way, right? They, um, so oftentimes they, they start to think of you like family members and then they're, they're okay with, you know, critiquing you because, <laughs> you know, you can critique, critique your brother or your sister or stuff like that. So, you know, you got to be able to take that type of stuff criticism critiques and stuff do you get that a lot when you're in public you know what you need to do yeah do you get that phrase (laughs) are you sick of that phrase (laughs) or you know what you should do (laughs) yeah we get that all the time it's it's part of the job but i you know i try to and this is what i remind younger reporters is that you know they're welcoming you into their home and that's a good thing and they obviously feel that they're um they're connected to you to you in a way that they think it's okay to actually say that to you so that's the the good aspect of it and then you just got to learn to you know take it and, and be cordial. And, and sometimes it, you actually, you, you mean, you're going to learn something because I've been told many different things that I didn't realize I was doing on the air. One time I, I would use the phrase, whatnot. You start using that phrase a lot. You don't even realize that you use these, these catchphrases. I'm so glad you're saying this right now. <laughs> Go ahead. But it's true. You start saying that and then someone points it out to you and you're like, boy, I, I do say that. So then you kind of scale back on the whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I scaled back on the whatnot. So how do you maintain your crutch words? Because the biggest crutch word going on, I think, of all of society is, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, because everybody's so quick to point out their statement, you know, you know know what I'm saying? You You know know what what I mean? mean? Like, (laughs) that is such a a huge statement. It's a a crutch word that everybody uses, and it's something I'm trying to drop from my vocabulary as well. How do you maintain your crutch words? Uh, Um. Well, we're reminded about them. I mean, that's the thing. So you have to be reminded. And, you know, we have, they, every TV station has this, but they have, you know, a consultant will come in and, or, and they break it down into different types of coaches. You'll have a content coach, um, image, and then talent. And the talent coach is the one that will sit there and with you watch a newscast and tell you, tell you to stop doing that or do more of that. <laughs> um, and yeah. That's the thing. They'll say, you know, you're you're saying yeah so before a sentence. Why are you saying yeah so? Why is that necessary? Or why are you saying and whatnot? Why are you saying meanwhile? You know, little things like that. Mm-hmm. And you end up saying them all the time or using the word now before a sentence. Stop doing that. You know, <laughs> that's the big one. You know, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's so quick to get their point across by saying, you know. Yeah. Now, you know I hear saying? on radio all the time. I always hear people say the you know, the person will ask a question and the and the person, other person will say, well, yeah, so, and then they go into their answer. Mm-hmm. What is the yes, so for? <laughs> it's a warm up. It is. It is. <laughs> you know, and it's fine every now and then. I mean, that's right. obviously we're, we're, we're people. We talk, you know. We, we all have our crutches. We all have our crutches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to get over it, but we can fix a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah. So you have these air checks regular? What do you mean, like people that come in? Yeah, Yeah, they they come in. uh, They come in. Like uh, a monthly thing or weekly? I think it's like maybe every uh, five months or something like that. Even after 15 years of you doing the thing, you still, yeah? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, they do. They meet with you. Go over everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you walk out of there every time going, I suck? <laughs> Hating yourself. In the beginning. Self-loathing. In the beginning, I would walk, I would, that the week leading up to knowing when, when they're in town, I'd have like butterflies. Mm-hmm. Because I know they're going to rip you apart, mm-hmm. but you got to learn to just take it and and realize that you can't fix it all. 
work on little things. Mm-hmm. So this week I'll work on this. Next week I'll work on this. And just I make a list. Yeah. I do got to ask you because you're the very, I think, are you the very first open gay newscaster in the area? In the area? I think so. I think so too. Yeah. And that's why you're an icon in my yeah. eyes. I mean, you're a pioneer. <laughs> no, for real. Did you get a lot of backlash? I got some. Did you get a lot, of, a lot of negativity? Um, I got some. But I, the, the the positive comments were totally outweighed. Really? The negative, yeah. Awesome. Because you know how this area can be. I well, mean, I we think, love our area, but it also has that underlining of negativity sometimes. I think I think that's an upstate New York thing, that mm-hmm. everything has a negative tinge. Like, <laughs> I always joke when we when I mention that we were moving, they people will say, good for you, good for you. And it's this... this it's another crutch There's word. a tone <laughs> that's in your voice, though, that says... I'm not happy for you, though. <laughs> but that's that's how we are, you know, in, in upstate New York. We have like this. Um, we're warm, but we're we can be negative too sometimes. But I, I think it's the maybe that's just the cold weather and the overcast. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the lack of sun. Endearing. I don't know. I like it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's I had some negative comments, and it's, Do you I just knew that was going to happen. Um, depends. Mm-hmm. It depends. I, I responded to some of them. I had this one one guy that uh, emailed me. It was probably it was probably about a year into getting married after I was married, and was upset that I was um, was showing off my man ring. So what is my man ring? My man ring is my my wedding band, <laughs> and he just used code throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire email. He was he was a he was a homophobe, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I called him out on it and then he responded by saying, Oh, I knew you would say that. Well, yeah, you did, you did because you're a homophobe bottom line. <laughs> and, you know, and I left it at that, you know, I wasn't going to engage any further, but I mean, he was upset because he felt that I was showing off my man ring when I delivered the news. One, I, I rarely talk with my hands. I, they're, the consultants don't like that. <laughs> well, so, you're not Italian either. <laughs> I'm not Italian either. Yeah. Um, but so it just, that was just ridiculous. He just didn't like me. And that's another thing too. I got to remind myself that sometimes when people email it's, um, or comment, it's cause they just don't like me and I, they don't have to like me. Right. You know, it's everyone, everyone has people that they don't like, they don't have to be friends with them. So that you don't like me. I can take criticism, but I, I can't help you if you don't like me. Did that bother you in the beginning? In the beginning? Not like, yeah. Liking you? Yeah. Cause oftentimes it's the, you, the emails that you get are the negative ones. The people that you know that are nice and like you, they're not quick to send a nice note. Why do that? You know. Um, but you know, when when we got married, uh, we had it was very positive, very positive. Excellent. Yeah, and I was I, I was surprised. I think um, I don't I, I don't know why I was surprised. I mean, I, I do know why I was surprised. I mean, you're an out gay anchor on television news in upstate New York. Um, it is a big deal. I understood that. Um, but they had elderly people come up to me, young people come up to me, um, coming up to Adam and nothing but great response. And I actually had this, this one guy, um, come up to me as, um, I'm not going to say his name. Um, but we, we were friends on Facebook and we're friends through, um, through different organizations here. And he had come up to, to me, um, now that I'm moving 
And he said, I have to tell you something. I have to, I want to let you know, and I'm paraphrasing what he's saying here, but he goes, he goes, when I first met you and Adam, I didn't agree with, um, didn't agree with who you were. And he goes, he goes, I'm a conservative guy. And I said, yeah, I know that, you know, I see your Facebook <laughs> and it's all right. We're all, we all have different political beliefs. That's fine. Um, and he goes, but no, really, he goes, I'm a, he goes, I'm a conservative guy and I didn't like who you were. He goes, but once I got to know you and see how you and Adam interact and how, how, um, how loving you two are against with each other, um, it changed me. And he told me that. And I was like, I, I wanted to tear right up, you know, he's like, he goes, you, he goes, I don't feel that way anymore. And I don't like the person I was before I met you. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That, so that's pretty incredible. That's heavy. It is. Uh -huh. And I'm so glad that he told me that because that something like that makes up for all the little negative comments you get, you know? So that was, I don't, that was a big moment. I, I've never had anyone say that to me like that. It was really awesome. So the years gone on, your skin has gotten more thick, huh? I think so. Yeah. 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 But this area has been really welcoming. Great. Yeah. Great. And, and you're an influence on so many. You really are. You're a positive influence and, and people like coming out or whatever, you know, and, and you're a trailblazer. You know, I, I hope that, and, I, and I've had some young people come up to me um, that, you know, obviously they know that I'm gay. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the gay guy on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get people come up to you and yeah. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't, aren't you that guy, the gay guy? You get that, huh? So true. <laughs> it's um, in the grocery store, <laughs> trying to hang out at Shenatry's and, and you get pointed out. But, you know, that's fine. But no, it's like if you can <laughs> if you can save one kid, mm -hmm. you know, and they can see someone that's that they um, connect with, and they say, "Oh, but I'm I'm that I'm the same as that person." That's pretty important, I think. Yeah. You know, me growing up, I didn't have a lot of people that I saw on television that I that I connected with. You know, so. Growing up in Winfield, though, it must have been a little tough, though, small right? Small town. Yeah, small town. Everybody <laughs> knows everybody. Everybody knows and everybody. And they're all in your shit. Like, everybody <laughs> knows everybody. And it's 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 a thing. I mean, I'm from Bridgewater, so yeah. I know how that it's goes. the same town. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> what are people saying on there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, it must have been a little tough, though, growing up in that small little town. West Winfield was tough. Mount Markham was tough. Mm -hmm. Um you know, it's a it's a great school. Absolutely, but it's a it's a small town, mm -hmm. and um, you know, small farm town. And I am not a farmer. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it makes two of us. Talk. <laughs> I always I always tell stories when I, you know just growing up and what we because we had growing up we had um, a small little I don't know what do you call the farms where you have like two little horses and you know a hobby farm, not like a dairy farm, but like a hobby farm. My father loves horses and stuff like that and still has horses but i wanted nothing to do with that you know it's like let's go ride the horse i'm like no i want to ride the four-wheeler because i'd be on the horse and i'd pull the reins to turn right and when he wouldn't turn right right away and my father's <laughs> like you gotta wait he's gonna turn like you're not on a four-wheeler <laughs> you know so it was just not me whatsoever but um i enjoy visiting yeah for sure it's beautiful country up there man Don, a couple questions, and I 
really appreciate you taking time no, on your no busy problem. day to come hang out with us. I know you've been on a little fun. media tour. I've been joking, saying I'm Kathy Lee. You're Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard your interview on Keeler. I listen to Keeler all the time. Keeler's a mentor to me, of oh course. Oh, God, yeah. Do you do uh, the other circuits, too? Are you going on, like, K-Rock or any of the others? Uh, I'm supposed to UTR. Go <laughs> Imagine that. <Not> UTR. <laughs> um, no, I have um, Gary Spears. I'm going to... Um, I still have to connect with him on that, but he reached out to me, so I'm going to be doing that soon. And then I'm going to be doing WUTQ. Talk of the week. Town? Yeah, yep. Talk of the Town next week. So you're doing on C. Everybody doing wants all, to- and then um, doing um, some newspaper interview, too. We're doing that on, me and Adam together, we're doing that on Saturday. Wow. So that'll be fun. You're busy. Yeah. You're busy. It is my Kathy Lee tour. <laughs> 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 what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't a news anchor? I would... That's the problem. <laughs> Even, you know, in this process, you know, you start, you, you put together your resume tape and stuff, but you, you got to have a plan B, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, right. what, what if this doesn't work out? I'm trying to, I'm going into a larger markets here. I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at Springfield, Providence, Manchester, Boston. Um, obviously Boston's a massive market. It's market nine. So, um, you know, you're, you're thinking, okay, if I don't make it there, what am I going to do? I'd probably be a, a barista. I love coffee. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know if I'd be good at it. Have you ever done it before? Well, the, so Utica Coffee let me make one once. Okay. And I did okay. Once? <laughs> <laughs> just one drink or? <laughs> it was just one. <laughs> uh, but, I, um, but I have my own little espresso machine at home, and I make my own. And, and I, I've chatted you know, Heather at um, Utica Coffee. I explained to you the way I make mine at home because, you know, not to get into all the details of an espresso machine for home, but the home ones are the steamer. They're never they're never as good as the commercial ones. Right. You just you can't get a nice hot steamed milk. So I, I have a way of kind of making a mocha americano, and it worked out really well. And they were impressed by that. So I think I could. You think you got it? What I could. You got what it takes <laughs> to be a barista. And then you know what I'm doing too. There's this <laughs> there's this coffee shop that's in the little town that that we live in out in um, the Boston area. And it's a local one, but I want to find a way to get them Utica coffee so they can like make like my Utica coffee. So I'm going to make friends with them and then I'm going to pitch them Utica coffee beans. There you go. <laughs> so you're going to be, you're going to be promoting Utica <laughs> while you're out there. Yeah. Why not? Gosh. So yeah. let's say you're out hanging out in Boston and you meet somebody that's moving to Utica. Where's the first place you're sending them to? Some place to eat. Some place to eat. Some place to eat. Taylor and the cook is one of my favorites. Yeah. I like Ocean Blue. Um, Taylor and the Cook is our go-to. We, I, I could, anything Tim makes. Like, okay, so when I go to a restaurant, and, you know, I, I, I like all different kinds of foods, but, like, when I go to a different restaurant, I know that, okay, this restaurant makes great Riggies. I always order the Riggies at that restaurant, say. Or I always get the cheeseburger. Or I always get whatever dish. And I have my, each restaurant has a dish that I like. When I go to Taylor and the Cook, I mean, I just, I'll eat anything he makes. And I'll, I'll taste test, try everything on that menu. Things I never thought I would try. He's incredible. He is incredible. And that's the good thing about Tim, too. He'll come out and, here, just try this or sample this. And mm-hmm. he's, a, he's the king of that. Yeah, he's great. So that's our, that's our go-to. How about what food are you bringing back to Boston when you're visiting? Um, well, you guys were mentioning chicken wings, <laughs> um, like wings. I haven't found wings out there that I like. No. So I would, I, they're all breaded. Even like even with like you know wing sauce, they're breaded. How about pizza? Is there pizza in Boston? Yeah, yeah. And I haven't found that either yet. Yeah, you know. So um, a lot of great brunch places we've been to, and I love that. Um, 
but that's kind of a fad right now. You know, everyone's doing brunch. Um, but as far as like, you know, the, the kind of Utica Staples stuff, I haven't found like a great pizza yet or great wing and stuff like that. Obviously no chicken, um, chicken riggies. I haven't found that, but found some, it was one little place called Russo's. It's like a, um, it's like a supermarket slash, um, vegetable place, but they sell like, you know, um, subs and stuff. Great subs. I love subs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on, bro. What do you what are you binge watching these days? You binge watching anything? Hannah, right now. Hannah, what's it's on Hannah? Prime. It's I don't really understand the show yet, but I'm I'm like on episode five. It's one of those. <laughs> it takes yeah, you all season to it. figure it out. I I've been watching that, and I've been watching Orville. Do you watch that? No. That's really really good. That's on. I don't even know what station it's on, but I'm watching it on Hulu. And what else am I watching? I like a lot of sci-fi stuff. I, I, um, I downloaded the, uh, I subscribed to the new CBS app so, so I could have the new Star Trek. I, I love all that stuff. Love it. Star Wars too? Star Wars is okay. It's, it's, it's obviously very different, and I'll watch it, but um, I've always been a Star Trek fan. Okay. So you're not a Star Wars nerd? No. Like me? I'm, I'm a, a Star Trek nerd. You're a Star Trek fan. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> What's your favorite late night snack? What do you... Snacking on when you're binge watching okay. Hannah. <laughs> um, rippled potato chips, plain, and then French onion dip. That's your go-to. That's my go-to. It's yeah. horrible. You're plain. You're you simple. Can, because you can buy that right at like Fast Track. Grab and go. <laughs> <laughs> you really can. It's so disgusting, but it's so good. Yeah. You don't feel good the next day, but yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> How about music? What are you listening to these days, music-wise? Music. Um, Mumford and Sons, the new um, Delta, their new album. That's one of my favorites. Um, Noah Reed, like him a lot. Um, his he doesn't have anything brand brand new out right now, uh, but I've been listening to him. I like um, I like Mumford and Sons type music. That's my go to type music. Folky Americana. Folk, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my go to. Have you seen yeah. Floodwood? Mm-mm. No, Floodwood local band uh, no. features Vinnie Amico, the drummer of Mo. He, it's oh, a side okay. project, and then Nick and Jay. I yeah. don't know if you've seen Nick and Jay yep. around at all, but yeah. uh, that's their band, and yeah. it's kind of on a Mumford and Sons yeah, I love type that of level. Type of music. I just like chill music, and you can play it on a Sunday, but you can play it on a Saturday night too, and it doesn't bother me at all. Are you going to be frequent frequenting the music scene when you're in Boston and checking I, out some things? Or I probably will. They got yeah. a great music scene in Boston. They do. Everyone's yeah. been telling me about that, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I'll try to for sure. There's always, some, always something going on. Ray Ray's saying there's a restaurant called Grill 21 on Back Bay. Back Bay, yeah. That has Utica Greens. You should check it out. No, really. So the, what is it again? Grill 21. I'm adding it to my list. On Back Bay. <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone that, um, everyone's been sending me different uh, places to eat. Check so this I've out. been adding that to my list. Do you make like notes? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it's in my Cross phone. them yeah. off and stuff <laughs> like do. that. Smart. It's a good way to do it. Masucci's saying the Old Main. Have you checked out the Old Main? You ever no. seen those guys? They're mm-hmm. a great band, kind of same vein as Mumford okay. and Son, local guys right. doing some big stuff out there. They're a great band. A uh, couple more questions, and we'll get you out of here. What's your favorite all-time favorite interview? And you can—I'm sure you've done a, you've done millions of them. Do you? You can name a couple off for me, like the stuff that I've interviewed, the stories yep, I've yep. done, ones you've done. Um, I did make a list actually. Let me look at it. But I know that Is, some there's a couple stories that I like. So. Fun stories. We did this thing called um, Tough Jobs, and it was when I was on the morning show. We literally went around and we did like 
tough jobs in this area. So one was we were um, cow manicurists. What is a cow manicurist? <laughs> this is so fun. So um, they they take the cows have to have their their hoofs trimmed, and they have to they rotate in and out. They have to be done all the time, and it's this person's job. That's all they do. They put the cow into this little contraption type thing. They they go into it, turns them on their side a little bit, and then they do do their um, do their hoofs. And so we did that. And it is a horrible, hard job because you got to get the cows into the system. And then you're obviously they're they're very dirty. So it was that was a difficult one. We also cleaned out. Uh, um, we did cleaning out of like old gas tanks, like underneath like a gas station. And they're going to replace the tank, but they got to clean it up and they got to you know do it properly, environmentally properly and all that stuff. So you actually have to get inside the tank. Well, one, you have to cut it open and uh -huh. they let me use the big cutter to cut it open. Um, and then we get inside the tank and it smells horrible. And you, you basically, um, use big paper towels essentially to clean up the rest of that old oil and old oil smells disgusting. So that was a fun one. Did that. We, 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 um, cleaned up after the animals at the Utica zoo. It was fun. We went, we, we were everywhere. Um, uh, I, oh, we went to um, Mount Markham actually, and we were um, lunch people. We we like did all the food in the back, yeah. and then we served it. That was lots of fun. Were you singing the Sloppy Joe song all the whole time? <laughs> Slop, sloppy <laughs> Joe. <laughs> that would be in my head all the time. <laughs> we got to wear little hair nets and stuff. It was so much fun. Yeah, that was that was our, one of our fun uh, stories that we've done. But then honestly, the the stories I like doing are economic stories. The, this area is. Um, you know, it's growing and just seeing like all the new development and interviewing the people who are really making it happen in downtown Utica who have a vision. You know, one of the one of the first stories I, I, I did was actually with um, with uh, the guys from Nail Creek and um, Taylor and the Cook, like their vision of how they saw Utica mm -hmm. and what they wanted to do and how they're like, they're going to open up this restaurant right here down here. Only things here is Utica Coffee and a strip club on the other side. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And they made it work. Yeah. Um, the same thing for Nail Creek, too. I laughed at him because, of course, I was at the electric company those years. Yeah. And I laughed at him. I'm like, you're going to buy that crack house next door? Are you crazy? Right. And, and, and look at it and, now. And he's killing. And he's killing. And it's such a great place. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's a great, you know, the, the, the food they serve on the weekends there. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, I loved I loved. I'm interviewing those types of people, people who see something in Utica that a lot of us couldn't see at the time, or the Pezzalinellas is another good example of it, um, with, with the um, landmark building in Ocean Blue, mm -hmm. you know, walking through that when it was gutted, doing a story there, and it inspired me so much is that I literally went home and said to Adam, um, I think we need to live downtown, <laughs> and we discussed it, and then we ended up, that, we ended up moving downtown about, I want to say, maybe four months later. And um, selling our house and moving downtown. So I, those are the types of stories I just love doing because it's it's kind of it's inspiring. Um, it shows the hard work that's going into this area. You know these these people who see something in this area. Some of them have moved away and then moved back, and they're bringing those ideas that they've gotten in Boston or wherever it happens to be, and um, bring it to Utica. Yeah. 
building. If you remember 15 years ago when you first started at KTV, it was the bumper sticker, last to leave Utica, shut off the lights. And there's not that negativity going on anymore. There really isn't. There really isn't. You'll get an occasional, oh, there's nothing to do here, but... Those are the people that are sitting home miserable scrolling yeah. stuff. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. There's always something to do here. There's so much to do. How many festivals can we have? We have so many <laughs> things going on. So true. It's true. And, it, and a festival within a 45-mile radius, too. Yeah. Like, every weekend, there's something, especially in the summertime. There's mm-hmm. you got so much competitive stuff going on, you know, shows and concerts and festivals and just a lot going on. It's interesting, too, because I know... I know, just working with a lot of the um, organizations that, you know, put on different uh, fundraisers or whatever they're doing, they all do try to coordinate. And, and I want to say maybe five years ago, they were really great at coordinating. You know, I'll have, we'll have ours on this weekend, you have yours on this weekend, or it's just trying to coordinate so there's not a lot of competition. We're reaching a point now in Utica, though, where there's so much going on that there is competition. There's no way to get around it. Right. There's going to be event one and event two and event three all happening on a Saturday night in Utica. And five, ten years ago, that wasn't happening. Right. And I think it's a good thing. You know, there's options for everyone. You it's know? healthy so, to have competition. Yeah, yeah, it's great. What kind of charities are, do you support? So I I sat on the board at the Abraham House in Utica for a number of years. Excellent. And that place is incredible. Yes. You know, it's a it's essentially a hospice house type place. Um, it's a place um, that you can bring a loved one and um, they can live out their final days. So um, that could be anyone. Back in the day, when it what really the reason I got involved, um, what the, one they asked me to be involved, so I said okay. But two is that I knew the history of the house, and back in the day, way back when, it was really it was a house for people who who got AIDS, and their families disowned them. There was no place for them to go, and they went there and they lived out their final days. And obviously, people. And for the most part, don't die from AIDS anymore. There's, you know, there's um, medications and stuff like that. So that's not necessarily happening. But now it's evolved to a place where people can uh, go free of charge and live out their final days. So you may not, they, maybe they're coming from a nursing home. Maybe they uh, have a home, but they, their family needs help. So they go there and uh, there's a staff, there are volunteers. It's a and it's a house. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. It yeah. is a house, two bedrooms, and you, you the beautiful kitchen. The whole kitchen was like donated. Like someone came in and just redid the whole kitchen. Um, it's an incredible place. And they do some really cool events too. Meatball Madness. Yeah. The gala. <laughs> yeah. Gina. Gina Cha Cha is the executive director. We'll She's love been Gina. A great addition to the house, and um, she has a vision for what she wants to do: the expansion into Rome and the Rome home. And they're in the midst of um, remodeling that. And that's that massive house. And, um, and it's they have the thrift store, too, right next the door. The thrift store. Yep. I mean, when they – that was a – and that's interesting, too, because that was like a – they call it the annex of the house. Um, this um, little area of the house that they've rented out over the years. We, we've kept trying to find things to do with it and just, you know, make a little bit of money. Finally, we said, let's stop renting it out. Let's just use it for ourselves. She came up with the idea of a thrift store. And that thing is raking in money t- for this organization where they don't get money from the state. They don't get money from the federal government. They, you know, all the money raised is raised by way of fundraisers like the thrift shop, like Meatball Madness, all these different events. So uh, they're making things happen there. Yeah, they're killing it. I was lucky enough to be a judge this year for Meatball oh, Madness. Did you really? Oh, my God, it was so much fun. <laughs> so did you, you, had, you had to eat the meatballs, right? Did yeah. you, um, so the first time I did it, I, I showed up early and I just 
was walking around and I'm just eating. You sampled, did you? And then, and I didn't, this was like, wait, I can't even remember how long ago. This was a long time ago. Uh-huh. Um, and then they were like, okay, now we got to do the, the contest. And they sat me down and I started getting nauseous. I'm like, I'm full. I can't. <laughs> I started getting white. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I can, I can make it through this. So yeah, don't eat beforehand. Don't. don't. The, the other trick I learned too is just take a, me. I'm shoveling balls down my mouth. I was just eating them as much as possible. Take a little bite. You take a little bite. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I know that it. quick. <laughs> I didn't know that. It was like the first time ever in my life I didn't eat dinner because I was so full for meatballs mm-hmm. in that afternoon. You watch the contest too, the eat, um, meatball eating contest. Oh yeah. How do they do that? You know, I can't even comprehend that yeah <laughs> there's some great meatballs everyone has a talent <laughs> uh a couple more questions and we'll get you out of here um what's the biggest celebrity you've ever met hmm. bill warden <laughs> probably <laughs> no. you know when i first started i um i interviewed vanilla ice did you really i was at and i was at utr and word our, to your mother <laughs> <laughs> he was here on a tour it was after like ice ice baby and all that and i think he was switching over to was it like alternative he was doing after yeah, that was, he played in a rock band for yeah. a minute there so he was at last unicorn remember that um, record place i miss that place so much <laughs> they had a they had a shop in um washington mills mm-hmm. in the plaza there so he was signing and went there to interview him to do a quick story but then we had we were on the the morning show we had was called daybreak and I think um, I forgot what I forgot what the catchphrase was, but we had him say, you know, good morning, um, daybreak. I hope you're watching or something like that. So we did a little thing. We aired that in the morning show. So Vanilla Ice, that was really fun. Um, I'm trying to think who else who I've interviewed or who I've chatted with. Yeah, either um, I mean, honestly, um, this is not getting political at all, but it was really incredible to um, to cover President Trump coming to this was uh, when he first came to Rome in the um, it was like in one of the hangars there mm-hmm. and had a rally and that was really incredible to see all of all, all one all the people that were there um, one to see like the media the way it's set up and just to to, to cover a, a future president like that's incredible mm-hmm. and then when he came here and then he came year. here yeah, yeah yeah so yeah I mean to have a, a sitting president visit your city Pretty big deal. That Don Shipman is a tremendous individual. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a TV show out there you can guest star on it, what would it be? Oh boy, it, it had to be a soap opera. Soap opera? Yeah, just because I just I love the way that they I love the way they act. I don't know what it is, but um, I'd be Days of Our Lives, and I don't know what I would be. I'd have to be someone's love interest, um, and it would have to be obviously just a you know you said guest star, so. I'd have to wreck someone's life or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the home wrecker. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It'd be fun. But I just love the way that they're, the the dramatic acting and how they always, you know, turn away from the person they're talking to, and <laughs> it's just fun. I don't know why. What's the last movie that made you cry? Ooh, what movie did? I... The problem is I can't remember all the movies only because we stream them now and it, do you ever notice that you don't remember what you watched because yeah, we're streaming them i agree the yeah. binge watching mm-hmm. it's unhealthy mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know what movie last i cried almost every movie i, I watch <laughs> there's some if there's anything emotional in a movie i cry do you watch this is us i um i'm, I'm like five episodes behind but that's another one i mean so my, my brother's a therapist and i asked him i'm like do you watch this he's like 
no, I don't watch that. He goes, I, I, I'm involved in everyone's emotions all day long. I can't come home and watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> and I can understand because it's like it's emotionally draining for me and I'm not involved that way. So that show, you can cry at every episode. Every episode. I cry at Orville and that's like a sci-fi show. So, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> What's the strangest thing in your refrigerator? Mm. Oh, the strangest thing in mm-hmm. my refrigerator. I don't know. Um, I can tell you the strangest thing I make okay. on a daily, I, I like a weekly basis at least. I I love egg noodles, like just regular old school egg noodles, and then I will put sour cream on the egg noodles with butter and Parmesan cheese. <laughs> That's strange. <laughs> and I will just eat them like that. <laughs> you're simple. Huh? <laughs> I really, am. I really, really am. <laughs> That's your go-to. Like you're sitting. If around I'm hungry? just, if I need something quick. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll do. And if I want to get really crazy, I'll like, you know, cook up some sausage or something like that or chicken to put with it. But that is my go to. It's horrible. Adam can't he he's disgusted by it. Yeah. Who cooks between you two? Adam's the cook. He's the cook. I'm the I, I will cook, but it's like I I'm following a recipe for the most part, unless I'm making my egg noodles. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Don, thanks so much for taking Thank time you. out of your busy day to come and hang, man. Great. I'm glad we can finally get this yeah. done and, and shoot the shit. Maybe yeah. next time we can uh do it late night and then tip a couple <laughs> okay. beers and then really deep oh, dig boy. deep into your psyche. Uh, slurring the words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Slur my words when I'm sober. That's why I had Joe Kelly on before too, and he was telling me he's like you know we always trip over our words it's just kind of natural you just got to go with it and forget about it and i'm like you know what joe that's great advice you got to move on yes. that's what i say if you if you get stuck on what you just messed up mm-hmm. then you're going to keep messing up messing up messing up yes and before we get out of here what's the best advice somebody ever gave you oh the best advice anyone ever gave me uh let it go I feel let. like singing Frozen right now. <laughs> and I actually have that on my desk. I have, um, I have the words, let it go. Mm-hmm. And that's because I would get so hung up on things being right, being correct, or maybe even wanting things my way. I need to let it go. If um, something isn't, I can put my two cents in. And if they don't want to take the advice, if they want to go in a different direction, do whatever they're doing, I can't change that. I got to let it go. Boom. Like it. I like it. I'm going to take that one too. That's great, solid advice. I, th- I could see you down the road, maybe being a spokesman for like Carbone or something. <laughs> It'd be like the next Alex Carbone, kind of like Woody Woodard used to do. They'd come back every now yeah. and then, to, you know. Check out our new Passat. (laughs) The money's there. Um, (laughs) Show me the money. (laughs) You could be a great pitch man. (laughs) There you go. You could be great. That's something you can retire to when you're done. Yeah, I would do that. I would do that. It's all said and done. You come back to Utica and pitch cars. (laughs) 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 Uh, You are the man. And best of luck to you on everything that you're going to do, man. Keep in touch. And I know you're running the Boilermaker this year, too, right? I am. Good luck with that. As soon as I knew that I wasn't going to be covering it, I was like, you know what? I can run it. Mm-hmm. Whole family's doing it, so it's gonna be fun. Have you started training? Yeah, you have. Yeah, and you I'm, up, I'm up to three, three miles, three a little miles over three. Yeah, gradual. Yeah, nice little climb. Yeah, go the distance. Go in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> 
If everybody could do us a favor too, click the share button and help us spread the word of the D. That would uh, be greatly appreciated. And I want to remind everybody they can listen to this podcast and previous podcasts of EC Radio and all the content we have here on the D at disruptionnetwork.net. Before we get out of here, I do got to mention that we're teaming up with First Source Federal Credit Union and we're disrupting hunger together. And it's happening Sunday, April 28th at the Veterans Outreach Center, the old YMCA, 726 Washington Street. From noon to four, we'll be there hanging out. We're going to have music, food, rap an appearance by Audie from the Utica Comets. If you're interested in donating, we are looking for clothes, non-perishable food items, some toiletries, hygiene products, furniture, pretty much any basic home necessity. And we have drop-off boxes at all First Source Federal Credit Union branches. So if you are interested in making a donation, you could go to their branches and drop off any of those things that I mentioned. Or you could come to the event and pay like a $5 minimum or all the proceeds are going to go to the Veterans Outreach Center. Thank you so much to First Source Federal Credit Union, too, for helping us disrupt hunger. Also, much love to our friends over at Nye Volkswagen in Rome. Check out their showroom at 5865 Tabrook Road in Rome. You mentioned the D, $250 off any vehicle purchase. Don, all this traveling you're doing, you should actually think about getting yourself a Jetta. They gave me that Jetta out there. It gets 40 Ooh. miles to the gallon. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Love Volkswagen. Yeah, me, too. Me, yeah. too. I was never really into I got the Tiguan. The Tiguan? Yeah. Is that what you're driving now? Yeah. And that's pretty good on gas, I too, like right? it. Yeah. It's yeah. good. And I, I mean, I like crossovers, right? It's, it's considered a crossover. It's not, not quite an SUV, but not a car, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, it's a good size. Soccer mom type <laughs> <Yeah>. of thing. <laughs> minus the kids. Yeah, minus the kids for <laughs> sure. But uh, check out their showroom, and uh, you can visit them online at nivdubofrome.com. And uh, thank you so much for paying attention to the D today, and thank you to Don Shipman. Thank you to my boy Bowie, too, who's been helping us out around the D. He's been killing it for <laughs> us, man. I, I love his excitement and his energy, and, it, you know, we're keeping you around for a while, pal. So he's going to be launching a new gaming show around here really really soon so stay tuned for that enough like us on our facebook page and all that other stuff so don ship it one more time thank you so much for coming on much love much respect to you good luck with everything you're doing thank you you're gonna kill it, it. Man. this is great keep in touch i will definitely we'll see you tomorrow people you know what the hell you're listening to it's ec radio never you mind what i'm making you should spend some time taking a personal inventory of what you're doing for the betterment of society ec radio only on the d disruption network and first source federal credit union have teamed up to help support the central new york veterans outreach center sunday april 28th from noon till 4 p.m located at the veterans outreach center 726 washington street in utica there will be food live entertainment raffles live podcasting from the d and an appearance by Audie from the Utica Commons. We are looking for donations of clothes, non-perishable food items, furniture, toiletries, hygiene products, or a minimal cash donation of $5 at the Door Dave event. All ages are welcome. For more information on donations, drop-off locations, and entertainment lineup, please check out disruptionnetwork.net. Disrupting Hunger, Sunday, April 28th, brought to you by First Source Federal Credit Union. Tax season is here, and First Source wants to help you be prepared. Our friends at Furley, Moran, Freer, and Isa have given us some great tax tips to share. Read the blog at fsource.org for helpful answers to your tax questions and feel better prepared before you file. First Source members can also receive a discount on TurboTax software. Be ready for tax season with help from your friends. File smarter, live smarter with First Source. Membership requirements apply. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Hey, baseball fans, are you counting down the days to opening day? Well, Disruption Network has you covered. The Baseline, the D-Zone baseball podcast is back with season two and all new episodes all season long. Sunday nights, 7.30 p.m. on the D. Get your baseball fixed as JP and SPG run down the news and notes around Major League Baseball. Get fantasy tips, player rankings, team previews, interviews, and more. You can catch the baseline and all of Disruption Network's programming by checking out disruptionnetwork.net, Apple Podcast, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, and Stitcher. Keep it inside the baseline all season long, only on the D. Hey, it's Cassidy, and you're listening to Disruption <laughs> so you just bought your dream home and now it's time to move let's face it nobody likes to move all the packing unpacking lifting upstairs downstairs and broken everything including your back let the professionals at eja moving company take all the stress and pain out of your move competitively priced moving Relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. The Disruption Network is making moves. For upcoming events, news, interviews, and new daily programming, keep in the loop with us at disruptionnetwork.net. Like, follow, and subscribe to all our social media. And check out all our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Get up on the D, disruptionnetwork.net.